Hello, wonderful humans. It's Lorna Morin, and welcome back to She Inspired, the podcast about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. Each week, I bring you the stories of women from all walks of life who are very different, but all have one important thing in common. They are on the journey of tuning in to that inner voice I believe each of us has, who knows who we truly are and why we chose to be here, having this exact physical experience. By tuning into this voice, we can uncover the unique gift each of us has to offer and that the world needs and amplify our impact and our incomes in the process. The title of this episode is A Quest for Ease with healer and founder of Raising My Woman, Johanna Rossi. Johanna Rossi, welcome to She Inspired. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. I am so keen for our conversation. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how to introduce you for this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't even really know what to call you because to me, you are so many different things. So the best I could come up with in my attempt to like summarize the multifaceted, multidimensional you is to call you a coach, a coach of spirituality, of health, of intuition for women who are on the journey to reconnect with themselves. How did I do? Well, you did really well in the sense that that's where I started. Um, and then I was like, no, 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 I'm not a coach. I am a mentor. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm not a mentor. I'm a healer. Mm. But it's taken me now, that's the first time I've said it kind of out loud. I am a healer. <sighs> Wow. Mm. Well, that is powerful. I want to acknowledge that you are a healer. And you know what? Now that I that that feel that resonates so strongly with me. You are a healer. Mm. You are a healer. Uh, well, I am. I'm looking forward to you sharing the story of how you came to this moment where you literally for the first time publicly called yourself a healer here on She Inspired, which I think is so, so cool. Um, and I'm looking forward to having you share your story and talk more about the work that you are called to do and the journey mm. that you've been on to connect with that calling. But I want to start with an Instagram post you shared a few days ago, if I could. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a really great segue into where we want to go. And the post was a few days ago, uh, it was to celebrate the completion of the first lesson of your level one course with the box center. Uh, yes. Do you know which one I'm referring to? Yes. Okay. Uh, first off, congratulations. And, Thank you. And Thank for, you. For those like me who don't know what the box center is, perhaps you could just explain a little bit about it. Okay, well, first of all, because otherwise I'll, I'll get kind of told off, but it's actually, um, it's Dr. Batch. And oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's actually pronounced the English way. And I've actually, before I, I used to call it Dr. Batch, well, but it's Dr. Batch. Thank um, you for the correction. Thank you. Yeah, well, that, you know, I wouldn't, when I found out, I was like, okay, and learn something new again. So, um, so what was the question? I was just asking, just for those of us, like I, including me, I'm not familiar mm -hmm. with what, what the botch 
Okay, so is and and so okay. what the course is. Right. Okay. Well, are you aware of the batch flower remedies at all? The thirty-eight remedies. Have you seen those in your health store or in the chemist at all? Mm. The name, yes, it's, it's yeah. familiar. Okay, so basically they are flower remedies. There's 38 of them, and they are created to work on the 38 states of mind. Mm. And they actually work um, via vibration. Hmm. So it's not like the herbalism where we're actually like using the plant or the herb. Um, it's actually via the vibration of the flower that then affects the vibration of the emotion in the body. Wow. So, yeah, so Dr. Batch, he believed that um, basically, and we could, like, so this goes down another route, but basically um, he wrote so much about how um, the true cause of disease is um, caused by our negative emotions. Mm. and um why i am now studying like an on the road to be a dr batch practitioner is because i came across his um writing in this journey and um and i was just like just amazing because it resonated with me so much because this is all the things that i've been kind of uncovering myself and writing about and you know Mm. i just it just all resonated with so much. And I was like, okay, this is something that I have to learn more about. Yes. And I, yeah. And eventually I know that it will help the women that I do work with. So at, at the moment I'm actually studying the Dr. Batch flower remedies. And I'm also studying, studying um, herbalism with the Herbal Academy. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. That is so cool. I love, mm-hmm. I'm actually, it's interesting. I'm not surprised because I believe like in divine timing and energetic Mm -hmm. like synergy, but I'm also really interested right now in the connection between negative emotion and disease. In fact, I was just having a like really thought provoking conversation yesterday with a friend of mine about it, who is Mm -hmm. like, not, does not believe me. (laughs) He's like not, not thinking similarly, but it was just so interesting. So anyway, I, I feel like there might be an opportunity later on in our conversation to circle back on this, but thank Mm -hmm. you for explaining it. And I, I guess when I, what I, the reason I wanted to start with your post was that you share in your post about where you were at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. and how it was not a good feeling place is what no. I would say based on how no. you shared it. And so I think it's so, I was hoping that you could tell us a bit more about where you were at the year's end and maybe how you got there. I thought it could be a good segue into kind of talking about your journey to here. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was in a really, really, really dark place, a very dark place. It's not the first time I've been in a dark place like that. However, it was probably one of the darkest places I had ever been in. How I got there, um, a culmination of things, um, a lot was to do with um, my marriage. Um, so much was to do with not being seen, heard, understood. Um, then also not being like me being able to understand myself, me being able to understand. And, you know, you're saying at some point, hopefully the conversation will circle back, (laughs) but that's what the conversation is all about. Mm. It's, it's all about 
disease. Everything in my um, journey so far has all been about not feeling ease and my path towards creating ease in my life. That's what it's all being about. So mm-hmm. like, I would love if your friend wants to have a conversation with me <laughs> because like, I, this has literally been my whole life's work, if you like, because even when I was painting, I painted about this journey. I painted about my quest for ease. Um, and at the end of last year, I think I got into a place where I was literally not physically um, as ill, However, emotionally, it was just horrendous. And to tell you how bad it was, my husband and I have been together for over 20 years and we had the first separation in all that time. Hmm. Um, And so much of it was that I just needed the space. Um, I needed everything to fall apart, basically, so that I... I didn't know that at the time. It's just that everything had to fall apart so that I could reconnect, I could reassemble and rebuild basically. And I'm still very much in that process. And I know that seems like a kind of long time, but it's not in the sense that I've been on this journey more or less for 12 years now, Mm -hmm. over 12 years. Um, Like I woke up when my son was born and then it's been a series of awakenings. But last year was like a really deep spiritual awakening and the last six months have just been, I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. It's just been so many stripping back of layers, so many aha moments, so many connecting dots. And it hasn't been linear. So I'm talking about present day, past life, um, past trauma, so many things, so many things. Oh, oh Joanna, this is so, <laughs> this is so good. And I... I first just want to say thank you so much for sharing so openly because I know that this is um, really personal, deep. It is really uh, personal, but I know that my my journey is, if you talk about it ultimately, I know I'm here to talk about love, particularly self-love. And I know without trust, which means the truth, there is no love. So that is also really important for me. And I mm-hmm. think I cannot help people if I don't stand in my own truth. And um, I know who I can share my truth with. I know I can trust my truth with as well. And I know like, okay, this is on a podcast and it's going to be aired to however many people, but I also have that trust in, because I know your work and I know which women are kind of connecting with you. And um, it's also very healing for me to be able to speak my truth and to be seen and heard in my truth as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. Well, thank you for You're trusting welcome. me with your story and our audience. I absolutely agree with you. The women, it's, it's the whole reason I started the podcast, what she inspired is all about, is about mm. sharing the stories of women mm. like you, like me, like so many mm. of us who are what I call following our inspiration. Other people might call it tuning in, following mm-hmm. your inner guidance, just really, really um, see- seeking to connect with that truth the truth of who they are. And I wanted to share those stories because I believe there's such service in doing so. And so to your point, it's like so many women who are listening to this are going to benefit from what you share today. So Mm. thank you so much. Yeah. And I will say as well, thank you to you because I mean, to tell another truth at one point, 
before my husband and I had our separation, I, I was trying to communicate with him and I had an asthma attack trying to mm. communicate and trying to be heard and trying to be understood. I don't even have asthma to tell mm. you how frustrated I was. So for me also to be in a space when my story is held, that is really nice for me too. So yes. thank you for creating that. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Well, I love it. You're right. Sharing our stories is serves yeah. others and it also serves ourselves, right? Yeah, we yeah because so we, tell our, we tell our stories so that we can also understand ourselves. Yes, 100%. Mm. 100%. Well then, so on that note, I would love it if we could talk more about what you describe as your quest for ease. Mm. I love that. And I think it's so... I think it's what so many of us, particularly as women, are seeking. Mm -hmm. And uh, so could you just talk a little bit more about what you mean and what that's looked like for you? Well, I think because I've always felt very uncomfortable in my skin. And I think I always knew that I wasn't quite in the right place. Like there was a lot more, not a lot more as in terms of, but there was something coming my way. I could feel it, but I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just couldn't get at peace with myself. I was constantly running towards a woman um, instead of just staying still and just being mm-hmm. her basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's loads, I mean, it works kind of, as you say, multidimensionally. So there's the kind of disease is what I was outwardly putting into the world. There was disease within my own body, um, chronic illness. There was a disease in, like emotionally. And then obviously a disconnection spiritually. Um, even though um, I was very open, I was always kind of striving towards um becoming this woman um it just obviously wasn't the time like everything I know is the divine timing so it just wasn't the right time now I understand why it took this long um I understand why I've been in disease for so long I mean even now I'm moving through a chapter where (laughs) I'm basically being asked to strip off many many layers and when I say that I'm also talking about the pressures of carrying an excess that we all put on ourselves like we often feel especially those of us who come from you know not feeling enough we tend to add so much on our plate that doesn't need to be there Um, and often the kind of niggles that we get of that disease, they're trying to tell us actually we don't need to be heading in that direction or doing that thing. Um, Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like pushing us ultimately in the right direction. It's information. It's like feedback, yeah. All information. So if I understand you then, you've had a life or had periods of time in your life where there's been a prevalence of... um, dis-ease be that physically mentally or emotionally yeah most of my life to be honest because I had a quite a it's from a certain age I had quite a difficult upbringing um my parents got divorced um when I was a teenager but it was a very difficult situation very difficult separation 
um, like I didn't see my mother for a year. I didn't see my father for a year. And it's very much at a time when you are becoming a young woman and you're looking for, you know, to form your values, to understand where you're going in life. And, but I understand now because I've done a lot of past life work that it's actually was repeating a negative pattern, which I'd had in many other past lives. Um, So basically you're talking about from 13 years old in this life, when I went to boarding school, I became very disconnected basically. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I think as well, I think everybody, as we know, everyone's stories are different, but I do understand that the emotions, there's so many emotional patterns that we all share. That's just, going back to Dr. Batch's 38 states of mind. But I also know within this journey, there are definite patterns that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, I suffer the most um, going into my late teens, early 20s, actually, because that's mm-hmm. when I actually got very sick. Um, but I didn't have, like I spent so much time on my own, I didn't have any support around me. So when you kind of start off very young, with kind of chronic illness without having anybody to care for you in any way emotionally or physically or mentally um and not having any spiritual connection you're not rooted you're not grounded Mm -hmm. in any way um so that's why also it took me so long and then I actually left um because I grew up in the UK but I left the UK I think I was 22 when I left and I've been here 20 years best part of 20 years now mm-hmm. so I was never an adult either in the UK you know so mm-hmm. um I mean to tell you how it was with my family like my since my parents got divorced they've never spoken there's never been any uh, connection between the parents um there's never you know there's zero zero communication yeah um so that then makes it very difficult for everything else going forward as well totally Totally. Mm-hmm. I get that. Well, and I'm curious, like knowing what you know now mm-hmm. and looking back on your life experience as it relates to disease and illness, mm-hmm. how do you understand that? How do you understand the, um, the, the, the poor the health, the disease that you've experienced over your life? Well, I've, I had a, let's put it, we could boil, if we boil it right down, there's a lot of fight and flight. There's the constant drain on the adrenals. There's a constant drain on the nervous system, for sure. Um, And you know so much of it, like where this chapter of this that I'm going through now, so much has happened because I started to believe that I was held on a greater level. And I know from all the women I work with and even that I've talked with for my own podcast, Nothing really moves if you don't feel safe. And so many of the women who I work with, they have such a craving for nature, but they don't know why. And I will tell you why, because when we reconnect to Mother Earth, we feel held. So where we might not feel held with the people around us, we certainly feel held walking in nature. That's for sure. Wow. Oh my God. You Mm -hmm. just blew, you just blew my mind. Cause that's been, (laughs) that's been my experience. Like I have, since I've started this, I call it like a trans, I love awakening. I love the term Mm -hmm. awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had this strong impulse to be in nature, specifically water, Mm -hmm. 
Um, I live near the beach in downtown Toronto. And so I walk Mm. the boardwalk. It used to be just Mm. once a day. Now it's like twice a day. And I've, and it's a, it's a new, like, I've never really felt it's, it's not that I have it, you know, I've never felt an impulse to be close Mm. to nature. Really. I'm a city girl through and through. Um, and I didn't really understand what was going on, but, um, Mm. it makes a lot of sense the way you just explained it. Thank you for that. Well, you know, as well, you, we need to be alone, in some parts of this journey, like physically alone, because we need to, we need that space to understand ourselves and we need that space to be able to begin to trust ourselves again. Mm. And we do that trusting when we feel we're held, when we're in that safe space. And that's why so many women, they're just like, I just want to go for a walk on my own. Mm-hmm. As you're saying, near the sea or in the forest or in the mountains, because um, that's when it happens. Yes. Yes. Mm. I'm curious, as you have been living your life and mm-hmm. experiencing what you've been experiencing and contending with dis-ease and illness mm-hmm. on a variety of different levels, do you, can you tell us a bit about kind of what was the story you were telling yourself at the time around what was happening to you? Like, how did you understand it? Did you think of the, of your experiences as connected? That's a really good question. Um, It's a good question because it was different for different stages of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I was kind of late teens, early twenties, I just, I didn't even think about it. I just knew that I was really unwell because I didn't really have a choice. The thing is, and I know you always have a choice. In so many parts of my life, I literally didn't have a choice. It was either sink or swim kind of situations. Like I didn't have anyone to fall back on. So I just had to keep going. Um, And, you know, and I think that's how it was, you know, certainly for the, the first part of my life. And then when I got sick again after my son was born, there was a whole element of very traumatic birth, sleep deprivation, and then again, not having any support around me. When my son was born, we owned a restaurant. So my husband was night and day at the restaurant and I didn't have any family around. So I was basically the sole carer of a baby that slept very little. Mm. So I kind of knew at that time, but it was more than that. I knew there was something more because, you know, when you go for checkups that you go, I felt so horrendous that I knew there was something deep down. I kind of knew there was something more. There wasn't something, you know, that was being said with regards to my body. And then, um, after my daughter was born, um, that went much better, but then I got sick again and I had, um, I think it was like a year or 18 months and I was ping-ponging from doctor to doctor. Um, and, and I had so much resistance with every doctor. Nobody could help me. And I went to the hospital here in Monaco and he said, you know, you're, just a, you're, you're a stressed mum. You're a stressed mum, but we're going to do these tests just to show you, just so you can kind of be at peace with that. You know, and that in itself, again, you're not held, you don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and after those tests, he did come back in. He said, well, oh, you know, tail between his legs kind of thing. Well, you have ulcers. <laughs> you have ulcers, um, yeah, in your, in your intestines. 
Um, so they were looking at Crohn's disease, you know, but then um, I'd had my holistic health training by then, um, you know, and I refused, he wanted to put me on a medication um, and he was just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. And I was just like, you know, coming from holistics out and I was like, no, we're not just going to see what happens. I will, mm. you know, do my best to kind of manage this uh, with lifestyle changes, with diet changes. Um, and I'm telling the very short, short story on this, but I just, I did manage to control it. Um, I'm still on a very restricted diet. I've had to change so much of my lifestyle, but I know that so much of this kind of struggle, as it were, um, is just kind of me. Every time I take a layer off and I put something down and I feel lighter, that's me getting better, mm-hmm. you know, at this stage, because I'm 42 now, um, you know, and it's a bit like with, with anxiety, for example, I'm somebody who would suffer from anxiety But I also know, like I was talking to a friend about this the other day, it's like my truth gauge. So when I'm anxious, I know I'm not standing in my truth. There's something somewhere that's not, you know, aligned with my truth. Mm -hmm. So I really have to dig into that. And it's not always easy because it's not always apparent. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so what from uh, listening to you, Johanna, what I'm hearing is that very generally, generally, you understand all of the different illnesses you've experienced as really being the source of lack of connection with yourself and like dis, like a, like a disconnect mm. from the truth mm. of who you are. Oh, no, Is that I right? have written about, I firmly believe that if you are not listening to your inner truth, it will bring your body to your knees. So you are closer to it. So you will start to listen. I firmly believe that because I know I'm living and walking proof of that. The more I listen to my truth, the more well I get. Mm. Oh, oh that, can you say that again? Yep. <laughs> I love that. The more I listen to my truth, I don't know what you say, the better I get, the, the, the more well I get. Yeah. My health improves. Yes. And all, because it's all about holistic, well, it, it's all about that balance between the mind the spirit and the body and I know it's like you're set your friend doesn't believe in it but I truly believe that if when we don't listen to our truth and by that I mean our emotions are on this journey our emotions are our guiding force and our emotions are also our creative force so if we're creating things in the world with the wrong emotions we're going to end up somewhere where we don't want to be we're mm. going to be living a life that on paper looks fantastic but it's gonna feel I don't know if I can swear. Yes, you can. Yeah, it feels (laughs) shit. And it feels uncomfortable. And that's when we we live in disease. That's how I see it anyway. Amen, sister. Oh, my God. That was so beautifully articulated, Johanna. I love it. Oh, my God. Amazing. And I I was worried. I was like, I'm not going to be articulate because I haven't actually spoken about all this yet. But it's things which I've had to live on repeat. I've lived these cycles since I was like a teenager I'm now 42 you know I've lived through these cycles and I know what I know because there's a many and I and it's not about being a martyr and say okay I've had to suffer so I can help others but I there's so many like when I'm for example when I'm holding one of my circles I'm able to and I know I'm intuitive I know I have clear sentence I have this intuition I know all this about myself now but in order to 
be of service to help others I've had to experience all these things because you can't it's like I'm always kind of saying a male gynecologist (laughs) it doesn't work for me you Mm -hmm. know and I don't believe I can help people if I've never experienced it yeah you know so I'm very much staying in my lane the thing is with the journey of self-discovery it's a very wide lane there is so many things that go on Um, and I've had to learn a lot. I've had to study a lot. I'm still studying and I know that I'm still evolving. I know that I'm going to always keep evolving. Um, but the chapter uh, that I'm in now feels much more easeful. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And it Mm. strikes me as I'm listening to you. And I think this is true for all of us. It's like, Everything you've lived, all you've experienced Mm. has perfectly um, set you up for Mm -hmm. where you are right now for stemming Mm. into the higher purpose, higher intention Mm -hmm. associated with your life, which in your case Mm -hmm. is to act as a healer for other women. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about your work as a healer. I know there's several things you're doing. You have your own course that's called back to you you're writing a book you have a podcast can you just Mm -hmm. tell tell us a bit about that and 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 other things if i'm missing it (laughs) well what i can and and this is really important to share because it's again me standing our truth what i can tell you is that all that is built very much on a repetition of how i've done things before because I had to find a way to do it and I had to find a way to become this person. However, I am in the process of deconstructing all of that because I am very much being pulled towards being a hands-on healer and doing hands-on healing and using um, all my kind of, I call them kind of tools, I guess, my herb knowledge, the sacred herbs, the burning, the smudging, sound, um, the actual herbs on the body, crystals, oils, um, meditation, um, to create an actual journey that I can take people on in a one-to-one presence. Mm. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop. The circles are really important to me, but I know that that was built very much, not on shoulds, not on shoulds, because it's not something like I was like, I should... But it was how I knew how to build this, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm very and I don't want to use the word ruthless, but I'm very um, I'm just sick of my own BS. (laughs) And I'm just like, I know now how uncomfortable it is Like people like maybe say, oh, you're brave. But I'm like, no, I'm not brave. I'm just don't want to live with this. And it is pain. I don't want to live with this pain anymore. Yeah. So when I know that I'm veering off course when it gets to the point, like my anxiety, uh, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, okay, what is it? I really have to look into it and I have to make quicker decisions now. Yeah, You know, it's really important because I know how fragile my health is on all different levels. Um, and I know um, that if I follow that, then I feel better. Yeah. So like now, yeah, my podcast, I'm doing first season. Um, I've done it basically... <laughs> This is like, we could go on for hours though, because <laughs> I was here. Okay, so now at the moment, you can find me on Raising, it's Raising My Woman, okay, yes. on Instagram. That's what my business is called at the moment. I had a similar business, I think it's, oh God, I don't even know how many years ago now. 
that's how like crazy this journey has been for me. My, I probably maybe seven or eight years ago. No, after that. So maybe five or six, five, five, four or five. Um, and I had a similar business. It was called Raising Women. Mm. I had a podcast. I did coaching. But I was drawn to that. I had no clue what I was doing. I just kind of, it was a complete pull, but I had no understanding of it. Mm. So I've been here before. Mm. And I, I stopped it because I thought that my real purpose was to be a full-time artist. But then through the course of working as a full-time artist, I then, (laughs) I had a whisper probably from the beginning, but I just carried on. Mm. But the whisper, as usual, it became a roar. (laughs) And I just knew that something was lacking and the lacking was that kind of purposeful through my art. And even though I'd painted about the same journey, um, you know, I'd created things to put in people's homes to encourage them on this journey, it wasn't the full kind of stepping into me. Um, and I, and through a meditation I did with my um, spiritual coach, Ula, who I know you've had on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, I wrote down a sentence um, because we were going through, you know, meeting my um, higher self. And I wrote down something along the lines of um, help women to understand who they already know they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a few weeks, I doubted this. I was like, am I sure? Am I on the right path? I don't know. Anyway, so I was cleaning out a cupboard and I opened a folder. And the folder was this work that I'd done. It was a course that I'd started putting out there. Um, Printed version. Uh, (laughs) And I got to the last page of the course. And I kid you not, the last sentence was, you already know who you are. (laughs) So it took me all the way back to where I left off, basically. So it's as if I went on this, like, four-year journey to get back to the same point. However, I'd learned so much on that four-year journey that I came back with a whole new perspective. Yeah, and a new, like, ability, probably, too. Yeah, a whole new everything. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to ask you about this. Um, this whole notion of what you do is help women connect with who they already know that they are. Yeah. Um, you, in our first conversation, you referred to yourself as a soul gardener. Yes. Uh, which yes. I just love. Yes. And yes. Um, so, so can you tell us a little bit more about like, it, it sounds to me like that's kind of the, the driving force or the, or the, the, um, yeah. the leading yeah. uh, objective with your work is to help us yeah. reconnect. So can you tell us more about what do you mean by that reconnect with who we already know we are? Well, I believe that, you know, our truth basically is our soul work. That's basically, for me, that's what our truth is. Um, and I, I call myself a soul gardener. This is something I kind of, I don't like labeling, but it was really important for me after all these years to have some kind of identity um and I know like my connection is with nature um I know that so much of my healing powers comes from nature um and how like my references to nature for me gardening it's the same thing within as the inner garden um basically I help women tend to their roots 
um, and we're going back to Dr. Batch here and your friend. Um, <laughs> we're going back to those root emotions that are stopping us become, from becoming, you know, at ease. So I help women um, overcome their limiting beliefs and I help them break their negative patterns. Mm. And we do that with the emotions. So as I said before, um, you know, if you're creating your life with the wrong emotions, you will create a life that you do not feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. If you create a life with the right emotions, you will um, live more comfortably. And I believe that our purpose, you know, because so many people, what is the purpose of life? I believe that our purpose is on a day-to-day basis to follow um, the feelings that we want. And Mm. we do that by tapping into our needs. So our purpose is really to ask ourselves what we need on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And with that, we then create a life that is fulfilling. Because we're fulfilling ourselves Mm. with our needs. Mm. I'm just thinking as I'm listening to you, like, uh, yes, yes, Mm. yes. And I'm also thinking, like me, Uh, it's only recently that I can say yes, yes, yes to what you're saying. Mm. How many women there are out there that don't, that still see themselves and like generally as humans, our purpose and life is like to work hard, to, Mm. you know, push through discomfort Mm. and to not show that kind of love and attention and appreciation for ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Well, I think as well, like for me, it's, I think because self-care has been put in a box, um, I think that is one of the big problems here because everyone is so unique. So everyone has such unique needs. Mm-hmm. And when we're kind of told constantly that in order to meet our needs, it means that we have to go into this self-care box, which so many of us actually feel uncomfortable in, mm-hmm. you know? So we never, we just kind of immediately blanket. We just carry on through. Mm-hmm. We don't actually stop to break that down and think about what it means to follow our flow. For me, it's like following our cre- Where does my creativity want to flow today? What is going to make me feel like I'm creating something that's going to make me fulfilled. Mm. What is going to nourish me today? Um, I say that this journey is led by curiosity, creativity, compassion, and courage. Uh, All the C's. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and creativity for me is purpose. It's our flow. Whether you label yourself a creative or not i believe we're all creative because we create constantly especially as women we constantly creating we're creating our lives yes every decision every choice we make is a creation so our creativity is our flow and we get to create that flow whether it's going to be something that's going to feel very uncomfortable or whether it's going to be something that's going to make us feel carried and held Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Oh, you're just giving me all the feels, Johanna. <laughs> I've got like goosebumps and my spidey yeah. sense is going. Okay, uh, so I want to make sure that, because I know that there are women who are listening to this, mm-hmm. well, who are going to be listening to this, and they're going to be like, this resonates with me. I connect yeah. with this on like a soul level. I want to talk to Johanna. So yeah, what is the best way for people to find you? Is it on your Instagram channel? You you can DM me on Instagram. Okay. We can connect there. I am I am there. Um, social media is always something which I've had. Um, what would you say? Resi- not resistance. It's more like, probably because I know my ultimate thing is to work hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's always been a should for me with the social media of thinking, oh, okay, this is how I can make it work for now. Um, that's a whole other conversation though, <laughs> but that is where I have my main presence now. Okay. Definitely. At, connect me there. At raising my women. And I'll make sure that we have the yes. link here. And just yes. so people are just for the clarity of the listener, do you offer one-on-one work as well as group work? Do I have that right? Yeah, we, I have, um, basically I have, um, something called a rising circle, which is, um, a gathering, which we hold on the new moon. Um, then I have something at the moment called the inner circle which is a small group of like-hearted women who were on this journey and we meet once a month via zoom and then we are held in a chat group so mm-hmm. they have daily support and then I do one-to-one um, intuitive calls um, and then I'm hoping now the chapter I'm in is the practice makes the practitioner so um, I'm in the process now I'm getting my hands attuned next week as well getting ready uh, for the hands-on healing. My shaman's doing that for me. Mm. Um, and then it's a question of practice, practice, practice. So I can um, get the courage mm-hmm. to be able to stand in my truth, pers- you know, in person. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> beautiful. Um, okay. And I want to ask you one final question, if I could. Yeah. Um, and that is... What is thinking about everything that you're offering as a healer? What is it really all about for you? Like, what is the difference, that larger idea of impact that you are making with your business? How would you describe it? That's such a good question. Um, Do you know what? I think it also comes down to the fact that I don't want others to have to experience the pain that I've gone through for so many years I think that's mm-hmm. probably what it all comes down to um service and that's I also yeah and I also you know there's also the terms of that I truly want to be able to stand in my own truth and to be accepted for who I truly am mm. there's the other side of that as well but I think impact I think I just don't I just it's so painful like you cannot underestimate the pain of not knowing who you are but feeling that there is someone you're supposed to be Mm. it's very painful and um to not have a space where you're held not have a space where you're accepted is extremely difficult and it makes this journey a very long one, a very difficult one, very lonely one. Um, and I think ultimately if I can elite, you know, 
alleviate anyone's struggle or suffering, um, that is the impact. And I think people, you know, as I go more and more into this journey, I think all our purposes, all our purposes, not is, it's not kind of just about. I think it's encouraging each other to be able to, you know, it's like we're all saying to each other, "You can, you can be you, and you can look after your needs, and that's okay." And we're all doing that in our different ways. Mm. I see you as doing that for other people. It's like, we accept you. We hear your story. Be you. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we get onto this kind of, when it's a spiritual journey, I think that's what all we're all doing. We're just all doing it in very different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you to be saying like, you're deeply supporting women on the journey to reconnect with themselves. is like what it's all about for you. Yeah. Reconnecting with their truth. That's it. And the truth, our truth, is our creativity. That's mm-hmm. our truth. Mm. Mm. Oh, Johanna, I have mm. enjoyed this conversation <laughs> so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing so openly about your own experience and thank you for the work that you're doing. And I just love, I mean, with, with all purpose driven women, um, I think this is true of all of us, but we're just, we're taking that life experience that we've had that has often like been tough or painful mm. and we're like channeling mm. it into positive, purposeful creation to benefit not just ourselves, but everyone else. And I think it's such a gift for ourselves mm. and for the world and that the world needs it. So I just want to honor mm. you for stepping into that truth of who you are and creating from that place of purpose. It's so beautiful. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And um, ah, I'm just so excited for everything you're bringing into the world. Well, thank you. That's the, it's hard because I get, like you talking to me like that, it feels for me, like on my chest, I feel really emotional, you know, to mm-hmm. have someone say that to me as well, because I've only just kind of started sharing the story. So mm. thank you. I'm Lorna Morin, and you've been listening to She Inspired. For more on this podcast and the other She offerings for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Lorna Morin 2.0. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful stories of women who are following our inspiration wherever it leads. Thank you.